0: You're listening to a podcast by B.I. Norwegian Business School. Welcome to Creativity Matters, podcast on creativity and innovation. From managers to engineers, journalists to chefs, everyone is talking about creativity and innovation. But are they really crucial? Can we manage them? This podcast talks about how creativity matters. My name is Federica De Molli. I'm Associate Professor at the Department of Leadership and Organizational Behavior at BI Norwegian Business School. And I have the pleasure to take you to this journey toward the exploration of creativity. Today, I'm glad to introduce you Luca Bargagli. Luca uh, is a building engineer, studied in Spain and worked for important companies such as RFR and uh, Olsesnoetta, which uh, you probably know because it's the companies that Designed breathtaking projects such as the Opera House in Oslo, and was also responsible for the Times Square reconstruction in New York. Luca is now working uh, for Nordic Office of Architecture here in Oslo. Welcome, Luca, and thank you very much for being with us today.
1: Thank you, Federica, for the invitation. It's my pleasure to be here today.
0: Um, I would just start our conversation by asking you uh, what is uh, your path uh, in terms of your professional path and uh, which work exactly uh, do you do now and what are the things you like the most uh, of your work?
1: Yeah, so as you might imagine from the name, I'm uh, coming from Italy and uh, I studied uh, engineering in Italy. From there, uh, just at the end of my studies, I moved to uh, France, where I finished my studies and I started working as a structure engineer in a company as you mentioned called RFR where the the main topics of studies were a special structure complex structure and uh, facade so everything that was a bit more refined than the the normal uh, building that you can see around uh, and after four three years I left uh, uh, Paris to move uh, here in Oslo where we are today and I joined uh, Snoeta where I've been uh, working for uh, a bit more than five years. Then, it uh, was t- 2020, I moved to Spain to study a Master in Management at the IE uh, Business School in Madrid. And then uh, I moved back to Norway in Oslo, uh, again, where I started working for Nordic Office of Architecture. And both in uh, Snøhetta and in Nordic, my role is to be... It's a challenging one and difficult even to explain, but it's to be an advisor and uh, an interface, someone in between the architects and engineering. So I'm not the one making analysis, I'm not the one designing buildings, but I'm the one trying to make engineers and uh, architects speak the same language.
0: Yeah, which is, which makes your work so interesting, actually, because you are kind of uh, bridging uh, uh, the very creative part uh, and also the practical ones, because... Uh,
1: yeah, exactly. It's, it's actually the most challenging part that one to bridge in the gap, as you said, because uh, on one side you have a very creative job like uh, architecture, on the other side is something that is ideally, in the mind of many, something not really creative like the engineers, but from my previous experience, something really creative as well. So the difficulty here is to, to try to to bring the two sides of a, of a construction uh, aligned, because sometimes they try to speak different languages so that's really uh, challenging and interesting
0: yeah um, you had a very mm, i mean a various uh, path and you did uh, many experience in different fields and countries um what are the most important lessons that you have learned uh, in your previous uh, jobs
1: there are many but uh, i would say that probably uh, the main one is that uh, uh, life is more complex than you think, and that's the same applies to, to jobs. Uh, I think that uh, when, uh, especially from coming from engineering studying, you we, they, they usually teach us to uh, to solve problem like in an uh, analytical way. So you have the problem, you make hypotheses, you collect the facts, then you do analysis, and at the end you get the solution. But I think that that's, in, in reality, is, um, is much more complex uh, than, uh, than what you think. Uh, so there there is not really one way to do things. Uh, so there are uh, many, many ways. And then at the end, they might have one which is better than the other ones or the most efficient. But uh, there are much wide variety of uh, of ways of solving the, the problems. And uh, creativity, of course, comes in play when when we're discussing about this. Mm-hmm.
0: So we can say that creativity in your particular field is essential not only for uh, finding new solutions for, um, I can imagine also finding new materials and apply them in uh, different ways, but also to um, find new ways of work, in new ways of uh, developing um, projects and new ways of also of coordinating people probably. Exactly.
1: Yes. The, um, if you think about creativity in uh, in architecture, especially, you might relate to the the first uh, Days when the ideas of the project uh, comes in play, when how you define uh, the, the concepts. But then um, there are many other ways or levels of creativity, as you said, and especially how we manage to make all the, num- the big number of people and the companies that are involved along the process, all the stakeholders, and how we manage to uh, have them all on board and believe that the project that they are building is exactly what they want. So everyone has their own in- interests. So it's not that easy and you need to find to be creative in some way to find uh, that little things that actually uh, brings everybody together on board.
0: I have a question about uh, these constraints that you mentioned because um, uh, you said that um, different stakeholders bring with them in the project different needs and different expectations and uh, constraints as well. What's the relationship between this and creativity? I mean, how do these constraints affect
1: the creative process? They, I think that they are uh, pushing the creativity uh, because of course there is, I think there's no creativity if you don't have uh, something challenging. If, if the solution is just in front of you, then uh, you, you don't think too much about how to, to get to the point where you want to go. So actually having more, the more challenges that you have the more complex is the problem, but also the more creative you need to be to solve it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it can be um, a tiring process. It can be something where uh, it really takes, it takes long uh, and it's not that easy, but then the reward will be much better much bigger at the end. So that's how, you, how I feel that every time that I have such a big, really complex project, that makes me want to be part of that project because you know that you're going to learn something out of it. It's not the same task repeating every day and every day.
0: Would you like maybe to um, tell us a particular experience you had or a project in which you were involved for Snoeta, for example, or other organization um, that was very interesting from the creative process uh, point of view?
1: I would say all of them. <laughs> um but as from my from my role, uh, I was always trying to uh, come into play a little bit, tiny little bit after the creative process in terms of uh, creating the concept for the architecture. And that's mainly because architects uh, see an engineer as something that blocks them. And it's not what I want to do, not what I'm doing. But I prefer to just jump one step after so that they feel that there's uh, the full freedom of doing whatever they need. And uh, for that, I think that one of the projects that really turned out really nicely, and I'm uh, really proud of it, is uh, the Le Monde headquarters in uh, in Paris. And the main reason for that is exactly what I told you, because when uh, I joined Snoita was 2015, Snoita already won the competition from the project. Uh, funny fact, I was part of the engineering company, RFR, which was part of the project at the beginning, but I was not part of the concept development. And when I uh, been asked to join the office in uh, in Oslo, Osnoreta, it was exactly because they won the competition, they wanted someone with some uh, expertise in facade with knowledge of the French market. And when I arrived, the concept was there, so I could use actually the creativity to help solve also the technical issues and not just and only the, the architectural concept so it was uh in, uh in what really made me happy and was passionate about that so it was uh, everybody was really pushing forward more than 100% to, to deliver on that because everybody was uh, on board on that concept and from my side was really the creativity again was to try to find a uh, a solution which was uh, uh, true to the concept but also of course buildable and uh, from every point of view and in line with the consultant engineers that were on board with us and uh, online with the budget that the client has set up and all the different constraints that were on the table. So that was probably uh, the, the nicest and most exciting project I've been part of. And that went on for the four, four five years that I've been in, uh, in Snoretta.
0: Tell us something about the... Um team members uh, with which you work, how are your teams? How are they composed? Uh, and um, if diversity, for example, in terms of uh, uh, not only gender or educational background, but also in terms of uh, um, point of view, age also um, can matter in uh, managing creativity or in a team in this case.
1: Absolutely. Uh, the answer is yes. And uh, every kind of team uh, 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 difference is, is useful to the project. Uh, age difference, uh, uh, gender difference, uh, background, uh, everything. Every kind of difference that you have in mind, at least for me, uh, for my experience, mm-hmm. is, is extremely important for the development of the process and um, to, to bring out something new, uh, to bring out creativity because, uh, again, as we said before, if the solution is just in front of you, uh, then it's too it's too easy. And um, in on that uh, on that side, I think uh, I can remember one thing that I had the chat with you before uh, of a of a very famous uh, writer, uh, Stephen McEvoy, who is an educator and a businessman. And I remember that in one of his book, I read that he, um, he says, "I don't want to speak with you if you think uh, like me. I want." To speak with someone who has a different idea because I value that difference, and I can't agree more than with mm-hmm. him, because uh, there's no point in having a meeting where five people want to say, to say the same thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So absolutely, difference is uh, paramount for everything.
0: But I think it's not easy actually to value these differences because um, there are some organizational contexts in which uh, diversity and um, individual expression is not. Uh, um, favored at all. So in your experience, uh, uh, since um, I believe that, uh, on the, I mean, these kind of uh, uh, differences were instead very much appreciated, how would you um, define the organizational culture there? I mean, um, which are the factors that, according to you, made these people express themselves so freely in the context where you worked?
1: Yeah, diversity as you said is, uh, is not a given uh, but it's very important I think, especially in, uh, in creativity but everywhere else and uh, if find a place where diversity is uh, a valuable thing is the most difficult part probably, to spark the creativity um, once you have that you've done uh, 80% of the job probably so on the other side, if you don't have that uh, on top, apart from uh, not having uh, diversity, I think that uh, there are many other things uh, that can go against creativity. The first one probably is the ego, uh, which of course ties back to uh, diversity. So you don't want to have people who only think about themselves, people who don't, you um, don't give. <laughs> The right uh, uh, value to the to the to the others around the table, uh, especially I mean architecture, but every other field of work, uh, you can't deliver a big project if you're alone. You need to rely on the, everybody else. You need to delegate, uh, and uh, you need to leave uh, space for errors. You need to let people ask uh, what we call stupid questions. If you don't have uh, a culture that let you do these things, then you're not uh, well positioned to have uh, to spark creativity in the company. Those, I think, uh, of course, there are many others like a bureaucracy, um, uh, like having a strong hierarchy. Those things are not simple uh, to make work creativity. You can work around that. Uh, You can have a kind of cells where you have creativity in sales where it deals with other stuff. But at the end, the employee will realize that they are in a cell. So I think that the, the company culture has to be shared across the whole company and not just uh, across some people.
0: Mm-hmm. Znoeta, for example, is very famous to be uh, very much uh, driven by um, sustainability, by projects which are collective, deeply collective. Uh, I have in mind, for example, the Opera House, uh, which is uh, has been designed to be part of the city, to change also the city landscape, to allow people to um, take active part in the use of this uh, uh, building, which is uh, located in the city centre. Um, do you think that these uh, values um, are, I mean, first of all, uh, if you see other values uh, of Snowetta, for example, which are uh, so much important for creativity besides the one uh, that I just mentioned. And uh, my question is, if you have been um, somehow attracted by these values uh, as well, and if you uh, had the desire before working for them to take part in these kind of projects which are so Mm, impressive also.
1: Yeah, I can start from the uh, the last part of your question and uh, as I mentioned, I was working with Snareta before when I was in France. Uh, I was not a Snareta employee but I was working as engineer uh, together with Snareta when I was at RFR. So I knew them uh, uh, and their way of working quite well and that was also why it was uh, quite easy to say yes when they uh, proposed me to come uh, to Oslo. And also, because I was uh, actually having the same uh, feeling, the same culture that was in RFR, it was in Znojita, uh, and there were people were extremely open-minded and uh, very flat hierarchy. Um, the table was open for everybody. If you are an intern, you can come and uh, make your proposal, and uh, the the founder of the company would be at the same table and listen to you. And when I say listen, it's like actively listening, listening, not just nodding, waiting their time to say you said something wrong. And um, that's what makes you work for a company because you know that uh, if you join that company from day one, you can uh, give something. You don't have to go through years and years to get to your place where somebody else can finally listen to you. And uh, But I think that these days architecture is getting better and better at this especially uh, here in Norway. Uh, I don't I really don't know any company that is uh, not trying hardly to get to those values. Uh, it's Norway is like well uh, well known for for these values and that's uh, why because the people working in Norway are Inclusive and tried to to work that way, not because someone from the top tried to sell that uh, that idea. So here in Norway is a it's really nice uh, place to work because of that reason,
0: mm-hmm. because
1: you're you're valued as a person and uh, the, from the day one. That's something that uh, I was really happy about when I was in France, because it's not uh, a given in France or in Italy or in Spain where I have a good kind of experience. But the company where I was working was that way, so that was uh, why it was easy to move to Oslo as well.
0: So the, mm, the person is at the center, of course, of all of the process that you described, um, both in terms of um, the fact that has to be motivated and fully uh, feel part of the project, And also because uh, it's so important, the individual effort among the the team uh, work uh, in order to achieve certain goals and certain very complex projects, uh, such as the one you mentioned. So there is a lot of HR management uh, besides this and a lot of uh, skills uh, uh, that um, are needed. So my question is, have you been trained for uh, dealing with all of this complexity or you just uh, learned by doing
1: I learned by doing. Uh, I was I, I was lucky because I had good colleagues and it was easy to learn from them uh, because they were good teachers. So I didn't get trained for that, but in a way I got trained <laughs> at the end, but on a workplace. Mm. And again, that was a, a, a luck. But I think that is uh, it's important to to get trained because not all has that uh, luck. And it's important to get trained on uh, on these uh, topics because it's not just about talking about creativity, but especially about listening about the experiences, listening other people who have um, uh, done uh, similar things, who have uh, positive and negative experiences that you can uh, replicate or not. And also learn about uh, cooperation tools because these days... Uh, what, thinking about especially computer science and these things, there's so many things that are happening. And with COVID, it was just a crazy boom of uh, sharing platform of any kind. Mm. So you need to know how to to, to work on those. And uh, of course, get, having someone who's telling you that, <laughs> it helps.
0: It helps. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Mm, I would like to focus uh, a bit more on the certain aspect of your work now, um, which is about... Uh, the design of the space where you work, also the architecture of the, um, not only of the building that you design, but also the place where you work. So my question is, uh, um, if you think that the place where you work, the office where you work, um, the headquarters, for example, somehow affect uh, your teamwork, uh, the creative process uh, that happened there, and uh, if you have any... Um, experience about this. I mean, if you have worked, for example, in certain places where you felt particularly creative and uh, if you can tell us why or other places instead where you felt that there was something wrong with the setting itself that somehow um, impeded creativity.
1: Yeah, I think that I might feel extreme. I might seem extremely naive, but I've been lucky to work in uh, places that were really nice in terms of uh, facilitating creativity. And I think that one of the main uh, aspect is that there was a uh, the open office, uh, so to say, uh, layout in the um, in the pro- in the office. And that was the case in the RFR. It was the case in Snorita, It's the case in Nordic now. And I think that that is really important, especially in architecture, which is my experience and engineering, because it it forces you, it pushes you to roam around in the, in the building. And in a way, as long as the distances are not an obstacle, of course, if you have 10,000 square meters, you need to go from one side to the other. You might stay at your place. But if the size is right and you try to work with people which are a few row away, then you meet other people, you see other things while going from A to B. It's not just going from A to B, but it's going from A to B seeing C, D, E and talking to other people so I think that what it might look like um, a loss of time it actually gives back to the project and uh, I think that one thing that I forgot to mention before um, when we were discussing what can block and and break creativity I think setting for example the wrong uh, KPIs is one of those things which is typical in uh, uh, bigger companies. When you try to judge someone or some project using the wrong uh, uh, factors, because these things are not easy to to have an amount, to to just size them. So if you focus on those things, then you might think that you're losing time. But then you will never get that level of uh, creativity that you would like to. So that's really... Difficult. And coming back to the uh, to the office, uh, as I said, yes, definitely having uh, an open plan I think is something that uh, is helping. You might feel every now and then the need for some uh, closed space, but um, I mean, you get into meeting room if you need to do a more um, confidential phone call. There's no there's no problem. You always find a way. Mm-hmm. The other way, you don't find a solution. The other mm-hmm. way
0: around. Interesting. Because I think that maybe it depends on the task you have to perform uh, that day. If you need a certain uh, concentration, for example, you need tr- certain spaces or if you uh, if you need more um, brainstorming or knowledge sharing, maybe you would go for open office. Uh, yes, you need
1: flexibility. Uh, that's, uh, that's clear in the way you're working. Uh, if I have to write a report, I might rather stay at home uh, for half a day and then just focus on that. So I know that. No one else is coming to ask a question about other things. Not because I don't want, but because I have a deadline and I need to do that and focus 100% on that. But these days it's, uh, it's much easier. Uh, if there's one thing that COVID has done for good, is giving more flexibility to the worker. So um, I think that this, these days with an open plan, the flexibility of doing something different like working from home when you need or booking a meeting room for three hours and just sit there Instead of at your place, there there are many ways to to solve that part.
0: Yes, and this brings us back to the previous question on a cultural. Um, I mean, the cultural of the company, uh, because if there is a company culture that allows people to be flexible to use their time the way they like, because they are um, uh, they are. Con- not controlled but um, checked on the results so they are responsible for the project then uh, of course this kind of culture helps a lot to um, put you in a situation of finding uh, your space and uh, express yourself um, maybe a question more uh, on your personal experience on creativity what uh, what are the things that inspires you the most where you take your inspiration
1: well the the easy answer would be the family uh, my my girlfriend, my little son, my parents. but if I have to be a little bit more creative, <laughs> <laughs> I would say that I really really uh, like and see uh, how uh, sportsmen are working. Uh, I really like to do sports, and i'm uh, fascinated about the way sportsmen manage to to push their uh, the bodies, the mental uh, uh, strength and everything to to go over what you think it might be impossible. We just saw a few days ago Rafa Nadal winning his fourth Roland Garros or something was just <laughs> unthinkable and how those people manage to keep focus 100% more on their training and uh, during the competition is something that's really fascinating me and gives me inspiration. I've been a sportman myself before starting university and I try to do as much sport as I can these days. I think it's a great to free your mind after working day. So that's definitely one of the source of inspiration.
0: Right. Interesting. So you take inspiration from another field, totally another field from yours. Interesting. Yeah. Good. Um, so maybe one last question. Um, what would you tell to a young graduate who is about to enter the world of work um, if you have any specific advice you, you might give?
1: The easy one, the one you always everybody might say is just to be respectful, to listen to everybody and then uh, elaborate and take your own way. But uh, if I have to do something a bit different, I would say just... Uh, very easy. Uh, take a different path when going home uh, and uh, start doing that tonight. Don't wait tomorrow. That's probably very simple but uh, effective way of seeing the world differently. Just don't get stuck in what you're doing every day.
0: Because creativity is very much an action, actually. Yeah, comes out uh, by doing things and uh, watching uh, Nadal, for example, a match or spending time with your friends or doing other activities. You
1: need to do that. You need to want to be creative. It's not something, at least not for me, <laughs> it's not something that, uh, that you get. Uh, I don't have uh, fantastic ideas uh, under the shower in the morning. Uh, I need to work it out a little bit more. Yeah. So you need to push yourself.
0: Good. Thank you very much, Luca, for joining us. Um, and thanks also to our listeners. I hope uh, they enjoyed the conversation as I did. Um, all the best.
1: Thank you very much, Federica.
0: The BI production. Listen to more podcasts. Go to bi.no slash podcasts.